Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. As human beings, we all hold the potential to hurt others, including those we love. Often, that hurt is unintentional, though in some cases we may have an intention to inflict hurt. In this episode, we'll consider some of the possible sources of hurt in our relationships. We'll take a look at how we can manage that hurt to minimize its damaging effects. We'll also consider the various ways in which we can respond to those who hurt us. As we noted in introducing this topic, we can experience hurt from two rather different kinds of sources, unintentional hurt and intentional hurt. How we respond to those can and should be quite different. Before looking more closely at those, though, it's worth noting that there are two sides to a hurtful experience, the intent and actions of the source of the hurt and the perceptions and predispositions of the person being hurt. Inflicting hurt requires an interaction between two individuals. The side of that interaction that's often overlooked or minimized is the current state and prior history of the receiver of the hurt. As an example of this, someone who has been seriously or frequently hurt in the past may be hypersensitive and therefore hypervigilant to the potential for hurt in the present. Alternatively, they may be so beaten down by prior hurt that they have become numbed to future hurt. In both cases, prior personal history affects how future hurt is perceived. That history can be part of the baggage that we bring into our relationships. Because we humans are fallible, we can cause unintentional hurt to our loved ones or to others. Sometimes we mean well, but our actions don't measure up to our intentions. That would be the case for someone who commits to be available to a partner at a certain time, but who lets time get away from them and arrives late. At other times, we may be unaware of the potential for hurt in some of our choices and actions. As an example, our partner may be emotionally attached to some item, such as a treasured photograph. Their partner may not be aware of that attachment and may dispose of the photo during a yard sale, causing hurt. As a third potential source of unintentional hurt, our actions may have unintended consequences that are hurtful. We might, for example, schedule an outing for ourselves that happens to collide with an event that our partner wanted to share with us, but which had not yet been discussed. In such a case, imperfect communication can combine with our otherwise acceptable action to cause hurt. People can also hurt their loved ones in a very intentional way and for a number of different reasons. One such case involves hurt that is inflicted in retaliation for received hurt. Unfortunately, that's not an uncommon occurrence. Pain can cause people to lash out, whether in perceived self-defense or as an expression of vindictive anger. Relationships can suffer if they fall into a pattern of tit-for-tat. In such a relationship, the partners are on the defensive, or they may even become so angry at each other that they actively go on the offensive. A person may want to inform their partner about a hurt that has occurred by teaching them a lesson. Intentional hurt can also be a way for one partner to push the other away, such as in cases where the rapport has been lost. That's a rather passive-aggressive way to indicate displeasure or dissatisfaction to a partner, but it can serve as a way to avoid direct communication and thus the possible ensuing turmoil. Like many other species, we humans are motivated by two behavioral drivers, a desire to seek pleasure or other sources of gratification, which present us with opportunities to obtain something beneficial, and a desire to avoid pain, 
which informs our body that something is damaging to us or out of balance. Since pain is something that we're biologically programmed to avoid, it's natural to assume that we should act to minimize the possible occurrences of pain in our relationships. I believe that in general that's true. Painful interactions tell us that something isn't working well and that change may be required. If we experience a painful conflict with a partner, that invites us to discuss the matter in order to reduce recurrences, and it also invites us to acknowledge and, if appropriate, make amends to someone who matters to us. As in many athletic activities, pain may be a necessary element in some of our relationship interactions. Pain can accompany our trying new things with our partner, in that novel situations can surface triggers or other negative reactions in us or in our partner. Pain can also occur when our goals or desires diverge from those of our partner. In such circumstances, the pain of collision is a prompt for us to use our communication and negotiation skills to come to a fair and amicable resolution with our partner. Because pain is a sort of a feedback signal that informs us of issues that may need our attention, the occurrence of relationship pain isn't necessarily a bad thing. It highlights areas in which we may need to grow, or in which we may need to better understand our partner's needs, desires, sensitivities, and preferences. It's unlikely that any deep relationship will always be free of pain. Human interactions are always subject to misinterpretation or conflicting goals, and thus are open to possible sources of pain. It's good to stay conscious in projecting possible occasions for unnecessary pain in our relationships so that we can avoid them. The more we know about ourselves and our partners, and the more we're able to balance considerate and respectful treatment of our partners with pursuit of our own interests, the better we can avoid causing unnecessary relationship pain. As fallible humans, though, we won't always succeed in this. That reality raises the question of what to do when we find that we've caused or experienced relationship pain in spite of our efforts at minimizing that. Given that pain is part of human relationships, we're well advised to consider how we want to cope with whatever relationship pain we experience. A few productive responses suggest themselves. First, acknowledge that the pain has occurred. Pretending that we don't feel hurt when we do, or avoiding acknowledging when we cause others hurt, only deepens the wound and postpones the inevitable. Second, don't react prematurely or in the heat of anger or hurt. There's much wisdom in the suggestion that we count to ten in such circumstances. That allows us time to more rationally analyze the situation so that we have a better chance to respond constructively rather than knee-jerking our way into a response that may exacerbate the hurtful situation. Third, use the painful situation as an opportunity to learn. By discussing the situation with our partner, we can convey our caring while also learning something about ourselves, such as our needs or sensitivities, as well as about our partner, such as some potential reasons for the ways in which they reacted. Fourth, don't wallow in the pain. While it may seem comforting to linger in our pain, that serves no purpose and can delay our processing the pain in a more constructive manner, such as by discussing it with one's partner. And fifth, Try to look beyond the pain to see what new opportunities or changes of direction might be available to us. Pain can be a source of growth because it forces us out of our comfort zone and causes us to consider what new choices we might make in future. Resolving a source of pain may pave the way to a much more enjoyable and less stressful relationship. 
Accepting and dealing constructively with pain in our relationships is a step toward the deepening and maturation of those relationships. Resolving painful situations with one's partner can leave one with greater trust in one's ability to resolve relationship challenges, and it can build trust and confidence between partners. Pain can be bitter medicine, but it can also contribute to relationship health. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.